0: Sailors and superheroes. And number one, ducks, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz.
0: And that's Mike TV.
1: Today we set sail with a dreamy vacation review of my recent solo trip on the Disney Dream. From meeting Captain Donald Duck to swooning over Captain America, we have lots to dive into. Here we are, 173 episodes later, Disney Disneyholic show, still trucking and sailing along.
0: Crazy. Did we celebrate our three year or did we just coast right over it? Because it's just our life now.
1: <laughs> I don't think we hit it yet, right? Isn't that in October? Yeah, we
0: did. We See? started in 2000. 20, 2000 wow. Wow. 24
1: year anniversary. <laughs>
0: We were podcasting before podcasts were podcasts.
1: Wow. Uh, But no, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Uh, I do remember.
0: 3.25 year anniversary. (laughs)
1: 3.25. You know what I love about this podcast is that we are fans of other fans, especially other Disney fans. And speaking of, there has been some news going around about this Disney parody account. On Instagram and TikTok called Twink and a Redhead. Have you heard about this?
0: I've seen them before. They're great. Yeah, they are
1: so funny. Uh They're younger, right? I want to say like... like, like,
0: Wait, what's the news though? Like
1: Gen Z or or, um, young millennials. Uh, So what's interesting is they have really funny parodies. Like anything from pretending how somebody might comment on something at Disney or what different types of Disney personalities do. But they just do it in jest to be funny. Anyways, Rolling Stone Magazine.com picked up one of their stories about them pretending what? to be Disney adult swingers. I guess it was so funny. Oh my
0: God. That
1: it caught the attention. And I, I, I'm low key jealous that.
0: Right. Yes. They that's got the first thing mentioned. I think I'm like, How can we get in? Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they got mentioned on Rolling Stone. There's a whole article about it. Um, and it talks about Disney That's adults amazing. and where they are these days and the parody account of Twink and a Redhead. So shout out to them. Maybe one day we can get them on the show. They're funny.
0: That would be tons of fun. Yes, I. they just keep popping up in my algorithm and they're so funny every time I see any of their videos. So I, I immediately know who you're talking about when you said that. <laughs> yeah. So, good. Yeah. Shout out to them. That's huge, actually. Yep, and yep. that's good for us to get some, you know, Disney adult exposure in general.
1: Yeah, I so. like that, too. Like, people have something to read where they can see. We don't take ourselves that seriously. Relax. Right. Uh, we like to have fun. Yeah. Um, So fans of fans, our Patreon members are also huge fans of the show and of Disney, of course. I want to give them a shout out and a reminder that we have the Patreon takeover month coming up or takeover time where we're going to do topics that have been submitted by our Patreon members. So I'm excited for that. We have a handful of things being cooked up and I think they still have time to submit, right, Jen?
0: Well, I did put a submission deadline on them, but just so you guys know, you still have more time. We are going to be doing these topics throughout the entire month of February, and we do have probably plenty of content already from submissions, so feel free to roll more in, and maybe we can extend. Um, So send them on in. You can DM us. You can send it through the form that I put on Patreon. Uh, However you'd like to get us over those topics, please feel free to, and we will get to what we can.
1: Yeah. And if you're not a Patreon member yet, you can go to patreon.com and search for the Disneyholics and check out all the different ways you could support the Disney Holics show. Uh, another thing I love about interacting with fans of Disney are when we post polls and quizzes and trivias on our Instagram and we get to see what other Disney folks think. And I thought it was time to check in on some of those.
0: Ooh, good. We haven't done this in a while. We should actually do this more often. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I love when they kind of pile up and then we get a good amount. So one uh, one of the polls we put up was... Some of these are usually related to previous episodes as well and topics. So we asked people, do you think mermaids lay eggs... Or do they give birth like humans, live births? Because that was something we were talking about on a previous episode. (laughs) And I am kind of surprised at the results. It's 40-60 split. I thought it would go all one way or the other. 40% of our Instagram followers think they are born out of eggs, baby eggs. 40%. 40%. Okay. And then 60% think a live
0: birth. Wait, 40% thought it was eggs? Yeah.
1: That's a lot, right? <gasps> I never once even thought about it as an egg. And I'm like, oh, I guess a lot of people think it. Weird.
0: Wait. For- they are eggs.
1: Is that what you... Th- you're on the egg <gasps> on the egg train? I'm on the live birth train.
0: <laughs> no, but what's the fact?
1: We don't know. It's There's eggs. no answer. I don't think there's an answer because yes, it I depends. Don't know. On, I don't know. Yeah, it depends no on the. Uh, that's why this is even better. It's just like fan takes on it. There's no right answer because you might ask. Uh, you're hilarious. Somebody who created the mythology for their character versus another one. We see that oh, a lot I'm with sorry, vampires you it back and zombies. To
0: mermaids. I thought you're talking about fish. <laughs> I love it. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Okay. I was the was question like, was, was. There's no real answer. The question
1: was: Do you think mermaids lay eggs? <laughs> We know fish lay eggs, but seahorses don't. They pop out of the. That's why like I was so center. thrown
0: off. You're like, I don't know. We don't care about the real answer. I was like, first of all, Mermies. we should. <laughs> um,
1: okay, yeah, we don't put normal science questions Hilarious. on our polls; those are boring. Uh, our another one was um, related to the the job episode we did recently. So we asked our followers. What would be your Disney dream job? So that's always a yes. fun one. What did you, um, what did? What was your answer to that? Did we talk about our answers? What would your dream job be?
0: Did we actually talk about it on the podcast? I don't think so. Um, I remember that episode. I had all this extra content ready to do, and then I skipped all of it because it took long enough to go through right. just the job board, which is fun. So I'm fine with that, but... I think that was part of my extra content was to go through our dream <laughs> jobs and we never got there. Um, my Disney dream job this is going to sound really boring, but I want to work in HR and corporate because I want to do company culture at Disney. In fact, D23 specific. Actually, take that all back. Events for D23. That's my dream job.
1: Oh, that's a good one. There it is. Yeah. I like that one. Mine would be, since we're talking about the cruise later this episode... Definitely like the cruise activities director. That would be so fun. Oh, yeah. So it's I'm like a combination of events and cheerleading. Oh, i would be so fun. I'd be having a nice tan at all times. <laughs> I don't think I would do it for more than a couple voyages, though. I would do like a guest star. I don't think it would, could be my job job. Um, yeah. But do you want to know what some of our followers said?
0: Yes, please.
1: So uh, Mrs. Pickles B, Stacy, I believe, shout out. Says, CEO. She just wants to make the oh, changes. she
0: just went straight for the top. <laughs> that's right. She went for like the President of the United States answer. Okay? There you go.
1: True job. <laughs> um, our friend Goofy, G-H-O-O-F-I-E, says, Street Sweeper. I think that's Aww. cute. Especially since we, t- we talk about how they do those fun uh, artworks on the... They're like so much yes. more appreciated than other Street Sweepers, if that makes sense.
0: I bet you he would just make formations of Goofy all the time. It would always be Goofy. (laughs) Always
1: Goofy. (laughs) And then, fittingly, our friend sent from Disneyland, guess what his dream job is?
0: Oh, my God. He is the postcard fanatic, so he's going to be a Disneyland postal service worker.
1: Exactly that. He put Disneyland mailman. (laughs) Collect those those letters. Get them out of the box and get them shipped out. He then Uh, could
0: like really keep an an eye on how often these letters get picked up from these boxes. (laughs) It's an ongoing conversation.
1: (laughs) You're like, hmm, how long has that been sitting there? Uh, All right, there's a couple more that stand out. So our friend Jay Lass says, the evil queen. In fact, he just put an image (laughs) of the snow white evil queen. That was his answer.
2: (laughs) Yes.
1: And then, lastly, uh, FIFA six three seven friend of the show says club thirty three host or VIP Ooh. tour guide. I like that.
0: Ooh, so used to VIP tour guide used to be my number one job, but then I realized I can't do the heat and I can't walk all day. I just can't oh, be. Yeah. I can't be professional while doing that. Like if it's hot, I'll just be like, I'm miserable. So I can't like fake it. During those things, so I yeah. can not do that anymore. But that reminded me, another great job would be to be a host at Club or uh, Twenty One Royal.
2: Oh, that's like the whole evening
0: experience with one group of people. I think I would yeah. love curating that experience for people. Ooh, and your day,
1: day starts around dinner time. Your work day—that's yeah. ideal.
0: <laughs> I could sleep in. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And see Disney at nighttime every night. Every
1: night from <laughs> that balcony. And phantasmic when, when it's back. You could see it from the balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What other polls? Okay, so I had put some funny trivia questions out there. And there's one in particular that I learned about when I was creating the pirate-themed trivia question, which was, who is the pirate? And I put a picture of a pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And the character's name is Billy Howe. And I ended up going down a rabbit hole like that's an actual character. They named him. He has a backstory. Billy
0: Howe?
1: Billy Howe. And not many people got that right. Oh. They guessed Davy Jones. Um, they guessed Albert the Auctioneer, which I just made up. And then they... Oh, I think Albert the Auctioneer is real, actually. The one I made up was uh, Sean Fanning because he's a pirate. He's the one who created Napster. So I did that as pirating, you know. But oh my god,
0: I love it! <laughs>
1: uh, but some people even guessed that. So not a lot of people know Billy Howe, and perhaps that's an iceberg we will visit one day. I don't day. know that either. Right? Yeah, I don't.
0: I know who that pirate is.
1: And not a lot it's of crazy. them had names when I was looking at it. Some of them were named after like what they're obviously doing, and then some had actual character names. So that was pretty cool.
0: Do you have a favorite pirate?
1: I like the one. I think he's gone. Who was pushing the guy's butt at the end, holding him up or something?
0: The, yeah, they were pushing a giant like crate up. Yeah, yeah they're gone. They're from World of Motion. Oh, originally.
1: I like that one because as a as an animatronic, it looked real. Like you don't normally see them in poses that we do, like human. And they were movement. very
0: close to us too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you have a fave?
0: Oh my gosh, I do. Um, well, of course. Why am I blanking his name right now? This is so shameful. Old Bill. Sorry. Took me a second. Old Bill, because he's a cat man, and I love cats. So, gotta go with him. But my other favorite. Is at the very end of the attraction. It's the drunk ass pirate on the left side, laying on the cannon. That's like la 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 la. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right?
1: <laughs> That's a good one. That's he's good just one.
0: living his best pirate life, and I just love him for that. He's wasted, but he's, he's having wasted, fun, so it's all okay.
1: Live your best pirate life. Um, I
0: have, I have a couple posts I could share too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Recent. Okay. So recently, Disney Parks shared this image of people enjoying Disney snacks, and I took a second, and I just kind of like had this weird face, like, my face was like, what? Like, I kind of noticed something a little weird, and this girl's eating a churro, where she's biting into the side of it, like an inch into the churro, as if it's like a corn on the cob or something, and I'm like, "Who who eats churros? Like, that was going on. So I started looking at the rest of the picture, and almost every single person in this image eating different Disney snacks is eating them, in my opinion, wrong. <laughs> Very oddly. And then there's one gentleman at the end who is eating a turkey leg, and he has his eyes closed, and he just looks like he's loving it. With it. And I put, caption this, and I just love, <laughs> I just love girl brains, her reaction here is who needs a bucket hat when you have umbrella bones.
2: Ugh. Ew. Ugh.
0: <laughs> it made me gag and laugh at the same time, which is hard to do. <laughs> but do you know what she means by umbrella bones?
1: Is it like the the spines of the of the turkey leg? <laughs> yeah. Like when you open the umbrella the those like sharp up, like, things.
0: Sticking out. Oh my god, those things gross me out so much.
1: It's so gross.
0: Um And another fun one, this was actually originally posted by, uh, what's their name? Gracious Theme Parks? Or no, Gratuitous. Sorry, I always say gracious. I forget what it's actually called. Gratuitous Theme Parks. Uh, And they posted this image and it says, My intrusive thoughts when I walk by the Forbidden Space Mountain ball pit. And it shows somebody jumping off the walkway that we're walking over to jump into the ball pits. And I have thought that literally every single time in my brain and never said a word about it. And I just felt so seen that somebody else wants to jump over that railing. And I wonder so how deep it I posted anyone goes. else. I, I know, probably not at all. It's probably real shallow. You break your knees jumping um, in. <laughs> yeah, like cr- just crumbling below you. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, everyone who responded put their hand up. Like, I've absolutely thought that myself too.
1: <laughs> Wait, can we go back to the weird picture that you found of all the Disney um, did you see snacks? It? I did. It looks like it was AI generated. Because you know how when you do Maybe AI AI generated pictures, it gets weird? Like, the hands yeah. are in weird place or the food's upside down?
0: Oh my God, I have to look closer now to see if yeah. they have extra fingers. I already Elena looked. They did not to eat a churro. <laughs>
1: They didn't. It was only the food that was (laughs) in weird places. But perhaps Disney has like a better AI that's a little bit better, but still falls short. (laughs)
0: Right. It was just, it was really weird. We just don't know regular human mannerisms yet. We're not there just yet. Yeah. (laughs) That is very true. It does look like AI. Now I'm thinking about it. It's
1: like off. It's just something off about it. Um, Jerry. Nice, nice, nice. All right. I have some more. So D23 Uh, which is just called D23. <laughs> it's no longer called D23 Expo, but that's coming up later this year and tickets are going on sale, I think in March. And so we put up a poll, who is planning on going? And it was pretty much all the way over to the right. It was like one of the sliding polls. So most people that responded are planning on going. So there we go. Yeah, That's nice. We could see some we should folks We have another
0: there. Disneyholics meetup.
1: I do think, I know that last year I had said I might not go. I am obviously going to go. But the thing that oh, tipped the scales. Oh, I didn't scales, think
0: you were. <laughs> the thing that the tipped thing the scales that me for think me. think you might is when you're like, I wonder if I'll have my annual pass by the time I go to D23. I was like, oh, wait a second. You're going now? What's
1: going on here? <laughs> oh, getting my magic key renewed. Oh, it expired. Um, but now that it's Bob Iger back, I will definitely go there was something about I was just annoyed with like the JPEC era and like getting disappointed with the updates he's going to select for this one. But I got to give Iger a chance to see if, see if we're back to like the fun excitements and solid updates, not just these weird blue sky things.
0: Yeah, so. I am. What's the word people say? I am cautiously optimistic About that, what did they say? It was like ten point eight billion dollars or something like that going into experiences and parks. Like, what does that mean? And I, I feel like they kind of have to tell us at D twenty three. So like, I feel like we're gonna hear a lot about that. So that part I'm very excited about. However, it does leave a lot of room for disappointment. (laughs) Yeah,
1: high expectations. Especially, I'm always waiting for them to um, explain. Not directly, but talk about what they're doing to compete with Universal Studios' new theme park, Epic Universe. 2025, that thing is getting built so quickly. It's just around the corner, and they need to compete. They need to compete. Come on, Disney. Uh, All right, I have a a couple more fun fan interaction polls that relate to the Disney cruise that I was just recently on. So one of the questions I asked, and then did... Don't you love when you're like at the park or on the cruise and you ask for, what should I do? And then you just do what the followers say.
0: Whatever people tell you to do. Yeah. (laughs) That's always
1: fun. Helps you decide. So Avengers Endgame. So Avengers Endgame, one of the biggest movies of all time, Uh, but it's long. Three hours and eight minutes. And I was on a Marvel themed cruise, so they were playing a lot of old school Marvel movies. Isn't that weird that it's old school now? I just mean like it's not current. (laughs) Uh, So that one was playing basically cable. <laughs> it started at eleven thirty p.m and it's Ooh. three hours but i really wanted to see it again theatrically and like relive particularly that the the end so mm-hmm. um everybody said 76 percent said yeah go watch it even though it's late even do though it. it's long do it um and 24 percent no some people said yeah go to bed or that's too late <laughs> i love it but i'm a night owl you're a night owl so why not i didn't have to get up super early the next day uh so i did end up watching it we'll talk about that a little bit later and then uh one other cruise related one is related to adult only areas in general cruises theme parks resorts whatever should disney enforce the adult only areas what do you think what is your take on that hot take
0: Absolutely. And this isn't only because I am a childless elder millennial or whatever you want to call me. Like, it's because there's an adult only region for a reason, right? Like, why would they have, like, it doesn't make any sense. If it was just like, all of a sudden tell nobody they can go to Disneyland for a, a week, that would be ridiculous. But it's like, there's this one little area on the boat that's, or a few different areas are adults only. Yes, of course they should enforce that. Especially because the content might not be appropriate or whatever. Like those uh, adult-only yeah. trivia and, um, what was it, Match Game? Is it called Match Game? Yeah. Um, like some meet, of that was inappropriate match, for little yep. kids. Yep. So yeah, I feel like so, we should. I actually loved that they had stuff like that on the cruise because you think these Disney things are going to be watered down and G-rated all the time, and the fact that it wasn't was really cool. So I'm like, please keep those adult areas. And then they have yeah. plenty and for the kids to do.
1: Super fun for the cast members, too, to mix it up and hang out with adults for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so 88% said yes, enforce it. But we still got 12% who said no. Let the kids enjoy it. So not very split, but there are some parents out there that might not think it's a big deal. It is what it is. <laughs> are you just assuming no um, parents? <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> i guess so i guess so if they have an opinion on it <laughs> and uh the other thing is you're saying like the content even the areas like the adult only pool areas like they make them pretty boring on purpose like you don't want nobody no kids want to have fun there like it's for sunbathing it's a shallow pool remember you're like what is this you just dip your feet in there like i don't think kids want to go there um the coffee shop is adults only like they have no purpose in there but when we talk about the ship a little bit more, I'll tell you what I came across. Uh, but yeah, do you want to dive in?
0: Let's dive in quite literally into the Disney Dream. Now, was this... We, we can save that. I don't want to ask you. I know you're going to probably bring it up, so I will save that. But <laughs> before we get started, I have a couple fun facts about the Disney Dream. Yeah. Um, and let's see here. The Disney Dream... I wish I could find what year it came out. Do you know that? Wait. 2011. Wow. It was it was laid Okay, there's a bunch of stuff here. Laid down in 2009. What does that mean? I don't know.
1: I don't know what that
0: means. Yeah. Um then launched in 2010 and then officially in service as of 2011.
2: So. Wow. So those all fit together years, somewhere in that yeah.
0: time range. <laughs> Very cool. Um, it also has an ordered buy date, which is in 2007. So I'm assuming that's like the parts and materials. Oh, I mean, wow. The yeah, you got
1: to buy that. their ship
2: parts.
0: <laughs> they built that only a couple of years. It seems like it would take a decade to build that giant ship. Um, okay, so the Disney uh, Dream has a boasting 1,250 staterooms. Wow.
2: Carries wow. 2,500
0: passengers or a maximum with double occupancy of. 4,000 passengers. Yes. Wow. Um, and a crew of 1,458. Isn't that cool to think about that you could have almost one per every three yeah. passengers, right? And, you know, that's At how the, the service, service is so good. For the person. best
1: service on the sh- Disney ships. Yep,
0: that's how it is. So cool. Uh, so this ship has 14 floors. Uh and it's themed in art deco design, which I love. Yeah. I think that would be super cool to see. Uh quite jealous now that I know that. I was like, oh it's hella pretty probably. Yeah, do you remember um, when then- we
1: when you and I went on the Disney Wish, I was trying to explain it and it's hard. I was like, they did something different with the Wish. Didn't feel as cruise shippy art deco. Felt more like a park, theme park or castle. Whereas these oh, ones, yeah. the Disney Dream feels like, you know, that scene, in, I hate to say it, but that scene in Titanic where you see the grand staircase and you walk in, it's that kind of <laughs> like art deco. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous.
0: Hey, I kind of want that though. That's what we've all pictured yeah, for ships. yeah. And also, like, you know, I've always wanted to go on a train like they show in the old, like, turn of the century times yeah. where they have these beautiful dining cars and stuff. Like, I've always wanted to experience that because we've always seen it in films. So. Like Murder on the Orient Express,
1: those. those nice fancy cars.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so they have a handcrafted chandelier. Uh, and it's, let's see here, it's 22 feet in diameter. That's insane. That's insane. Uh comes down 13 feet from the ceiling, and it has 24-karat gold plated with 88,680 Swarovski, something like that, crystals. <laughs> I never know how to pronounce
1: Swarovski. That. They're also the Times Square Ball, and they usually have shops in Disney. Wow, look at that. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I also
1: that's don't know how to so pronounce cool. it. I just know it has like a swan or something. It's
0: Swarovski? Swarovski. Swarovski. There it is. Swarovski. Yes. I keep wanting to put the V before the O, but it does not. Uh. (laughs) Um, Also another fun thing, and I don't know how many of the ships have this, but they have virtual portholes. They're called the magical porthole on the interior cabins where they show little videos on the portholes that look like you're seeing into the ocean even though you're not.
1: That's really nice for those who are in interior. It's kind of like what uh, Star Cruiser did, Star Wars Star Cruiser.
0: Yes. Yep. Those screens. Better than nothing. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us about it. What was it like on this dreamy trip?
1: It was so much fun. I'll start with that. (laughs) Um, And let's remind ourselves, this was a solo trip. So I had a lot of like anxiety going into it, wondering how it's going to be, going alone on a cruise ship for five nights. And uh, there's the cost equivalent to it. So you're paying for the whole room, which is the equivalent of two people. So regardless of how many people are in the room, you always have to pay a minimum of two occupancy or double occupancy, which is pretty common. Now, is that? Okay.
0: Okay. Is it always the fact uh, or do sometimes uh, do some cruise ships break it down to where you can have kind of a one person fee versus paying for two at minimum
1: uh most cruise ships are this way where if you want a solo cruise you're stuck paying for the full room double occupancy ah,
2: and okay. i see
1: this a lot with Dark. anything all inclusive so resorts as well like those mexican resorts and vacation resorts sandals and all. a lot of those are they build it out that way for whatever reason and now nowadays there are some cruise ship Lines that are catching on, so I think it's Norwegian. They have a solo deck area, so people who want to travel solo, oh. they get these. They're really small rooms, but it's kind of like that hostel vibe. So I think if you like, you're younger and you want to meet with people, it has its own lounge for the solo people to hang out. Um, oh, how cool! And it's yeah, and it's more relative to the cost of one person. So I don't imagine Disney. Oh, okay, that's
0: a... that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah, Disney will think do it though. The but cabins. it would be nice if they did. For us that wanted to It do would solos. be nice,
0: yeah, cuz you're you're paying for a lot more than just your room cuz like a hotel room, sure, you have to pay for the whole hotel room regardless how many people stay, but all the food the second person would be eating, all the entertainment that they'd be watching, the seats they're taking up. You know, not getting anything out of that. Yeah. Or if you're there solo, so I wish they would be able to divvy that up a little bit. But that sounds pretty cool, the hostel one. Would you do that at your age?
1: No. I I wouldn't because no, um I totally would, from, if they'd allow me. From what I saw, it's more so the rooms are really small and they're all interior. So, you know, me, I love a veranda or a balcony and some air. Yeah, so that's probably the only.
0: you've spoiled me rotten and I can't <laughs> like if I have a room, I I recently stayed at a hotel with um a great view. We could see Disneyland from the room. We saw the fireworks from the room. Like it's an amazing view, but there was no balcony and it was killing me. <laughs>
1: I feel like trapped. I
0: just want to like breathe fresh air and stand yeah. outside for a minute.
1: <laughs> I want that fresh air. Um, the other thing about going solo and thinking about the cost is I had to just psychologically trick myself a bit and be like, okay, this is just the the going flat price for one room. Yeah, and it happens to fit up to two people. But it's true. But right? it yeah, it's yeah. a stretch. <laughs> However. <laughs> However, I'm going to jump around my trip review here. However, I found out, or I observed, there were more solo travelers than I expected. And with that, I kept thinking, all right, they're all dealing with the same financial issue that I had to deal with. And it made me feel better.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I'm not the only one who makes these bad decisions. (laughs) So I was like, okay.
0: You're like, I'm not just a fool. There's other people that find enjoyment with the same things too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they were willing to do it. Some of them wasn't their first solo trip. So it was nice learning that. That's awesome. Um, So let's go to the beginning of, of the cruise. So embarkation. So that's when you board and you get on. And it was so smooth. I was at the brand new Port Everglades Disney Cruise Ship Port, which is in Fort Lauderdale. So traditionally, the Disney Cruise Lines out of Florida would leave from Port Canaveral, which is about 45 minutes from Orlando. This one, Port Everglades, is in Fort Lauderdale, like five minutes from the airport. So I really liked that. Oh, nice. It's just you jump right on and off. And then when you want to book your return flights, you're not too worried about how far that is or traffic. Um, So I liked it. It was a nice uh, port. It was smaller, but they have it all Disney branded for their particular terminal. And it was really smooth. And I say that as somebody who uh, did concierge a couple times. And for this cruise, I didn't do concierge. I just got a regular um, Ocean View veranda stateroom. So I didn't get a lot of the perks that come with it. But I happened to turn into a gold castaway club member which means Ooh, five special. sailings or more. And it had its own queue. I, won't, I had to go and just skip most of it.
0: Oh, right? nice. Without concierge. Like the nice magic key annual pass holder line. Yeah. So wow. it was totally
1: fine. It was smooth. They even allowed me at gold member to select a pretty early arrival window despite me booking pretty last minute. So I had an arrival window, I think of like 12 o'clock, which worked because I flew in that day at around 1030. So everything was really smooth and I didn't know what to expect because it's been a while since I haven't done the concierge. Not, not just humble bragging, but I really wanted to compare like the value, like what you're getting yeah. out of it. Um, so I don't think for boarding concierge, not having it is not a huge deal, especially if, you're, if you've cruised a bit and you have gold uh castaway it yeah, was
0: great timing for you yeah it was
1: perfect <laughs> so with castaway club as long as you go on one sailing you become a silver member automatically and silver member comes a with benefits member? you are a silver member uh they have things like you get a welcome back gift when you get to your room You can start um, doing some check-in as soon as 33 days prior to the sailing. And you could even add cruise activities 90 days prior. So there's a lot of benefits that come with just that entry-level silver member. Now, if you do five sailings, you then become a gold member. That gives you an extra day to book itineraries ahead of the silver member people. And you can do things like 105 days prior to sailing. You can also book some of the... Other cruise activities that were not on the itineraries. You can also do um, things like, uh, let's see, it says exclusive member discounts. So I don't know if I got any, but I didn't, I probably wasn't paying attention. So there's discounts, I guess, that you can get with Gold. (laughs) But it's the reason why is because I already have my eye set (laughs) on the highest tier. And you know me, once I know there's status, oh my I'm like I need that status. I, I can't live without it. So there's you two can. more after gold. So after gold you have oh platinum. Platinum member is 10 sailings or more. So I need to now double my total.
0: Dang. Um, so you have to- Double just to get to the next one. Yeah. I'm so scared to hear the final And that
1: gives you like a couple of weeks ahead of the others now at this point to book activities. So if you really want that like cabana or that tequila tasting or whatever it is, you get even more time. Again, assuming you don't book last minute, which I always do. So it is what it is. Uh, Platinum (laughs) members get a complimentary dinner at the premium restaurant. Paolo oh, very nice. or Remy, depending on what's in there. Yeah. And so I think it actually is just Paolo. It doesn't look like Remy is part of it, but that's a really nice place. It's a steakhouse. So you don't have to pay extra for that. And then the next one, the ultimate. It's called the Pearl. Drum roll. Oh, where's my uh, sound effect?
0: Oh, the Pearl. Ooh. Isn't that
1: nice? And it goes with a sailing, right? Pearl. It does
0: totally. Oh,
1: 25 sailings. Mind you, there's only five ships and six when the treasure starts. So that's a lot.
0: I want to go on the treasure pretty bad.
1: (laughs) I know. 25. And then on top of it, I have yet another milestone that I want to achieve. So do you remember when we went to Castaway Key? that's Disney's private island, there was this new, well, it was new to me and it's new in general, uh, all these colored like sticks with different family names on it. And you could, like, I
0: was about to ask you if you get your own plaque. (laughs) You
1: could leave your mark on there. So, to get your name and family on the Castaway Key signage, which is really cool, that means like you're as cool as like Bob Iger, who has his own sign there. Ah. You have, there's a prerequisite one, you have to be a pearl, and two, you have to sail 50 or more, five zero.
0: (laughs) Those people have gone on. 50 cruises?
1: (laughs) Insane. Like, what do you even do with your life? I mean, but now I have to try to achieve that. That's going to be my life goal is to get 50. I mean,
0: at this rate, you might be there in a few (laughs) years.
1: (laughs) And I was really thinking about the logistics. So compared to, let's say, like airline status, this is not based on mileage or days sailed. So you could do like 53 night cruises. Um. To get there, but on the same side, it kind of sucks if you do a 14-night cruise, you're still only getting one cruise credit for that. <laughs> so oh, it has its huh. pros and cons, depending on how you how you prefer to cruise. Uh, but yeah, I was looking into this. So those are the four Castaway wow. um, Club memberships, and since I was gold, I got some pretty cool swag. I got a really nice beach bag. I think we got a similar one last time, and I gave it to our friend Nicole because I couldn't pack it. Uh, so I got that, which was really or you nice. Give it to
0: me. Oh, did I
1: give it to you? Oh, good. It's a nice bag. <laughs> I still use it. I'm, I'm actually glad I kept it this time. I literally use it all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great and it's sturdy too. And then uh, this time, as a gold member, it came with this whole other bag that you could either use separately or inside, which is one of those wet dry bags. So you could put your oh, sunblock nice. in there or your wet uh, bathing suit. So I definitely brought that out with yeah. me to Castaway Key, and it was very. Handy and functional, and I kept I kept Very both. Cool. I brought them both nice. back this time.
0: Those are good gifts. Yeah, functional I gifts.
1: love a functional gift. Um, another thing about boarding a Disney Cruise is, I know you can bring beverages on board, and so this time, since I wouldn't have access to like the Concierge Lounge with unlimited drinks, you do still have access to the fountain sodas all day. It's not extra. It is free. It's complimentary coffee, tea, soft drinks. But you know me, and I need my Celsius or <laughs> any type. Oh, yeah. I need some type of energy drink. And I know that they don't even sell Celsius on there on the ship. You can buy a monster beverage, but I think that's all they have. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to try to bring beverages on board. I know people do it all the time, especially if you have a certain type of liquor you want. You could bring that liquor on, or if you don't want to pay too much for... Um, Alcohol, you could bring your own wine. But there's very specific rules about how much and where to pack it. And for some reason, I just spaced out and I put it in the bag that you're not supposed (laughs) to put it in. Okay, so you're supposed to put it in your carry-on, you know, the one small bag that you bring on the ship with you and you hold until your luggage gets on board. And I thought Uh you're supposed to pack it in the luggage. So that's where I put it. And I lucked out. They didn't take it out or anything. It ended up coming into my nice. room. Nice. So I got lucky. But note to people. you
0: That'd be the best because that stuff is heavy. I wouldn't want to carry it around. Yeah.
1: that's. <laughs> I was really surprised that it was the opposite of what I was thinking for some reason. I guess they yeah. want to... Um, ask you questions if they have any because you're right next to it. But I'm so trained on how yeah. to how to get into an airport and you're not supposed to put any liquids in your carry-on. So I was just thinking backwards. And I, yeah, right. Yeah, and I had totally. just got off a plane. Um, I, quick, I took an Uber from the airport to a grocery store, Publix, which is like right next to the port, got the stuff I needed, packed it up and then I got on the ship. So if you need something that they don't have on, it's so easy to bring it on board. Just make sure you pack it in the carry-on. Because uh, I just happened yes. to get lucky. They could have <laughs> confiscated it and threw it away if they wanted, uh, but they didn't. Oh,
0: my gosh. So I had my Celsius every entire, morning. Next time, have a whole carry-on full of Celsius. <laughs> right.
1: I had two per day, and I ended up finishing all of them. So I had the perfect amount. And all the cruise uh, rooms have an empty mini fridge, so you could put your drinks in there to keep them cold. Uh, so, yeah, very good tip if you have something nice. specific that you want or if you don't want to pay for alcohol. Now, other things that happen when you first go on board. So this is the time where you can make arrangements for other activities that you didn't book yet. See if there's other things that opened up, make requests, special requests. So I went over to the dining uh, check-in table and that's where you can meet some of the servers and the managers and make requests, special requests. So I asked to be placed at my own table since I was solo. And apparently this is something they did automatically post-pandemic. And then more recently, they went back to forced socialization is what I like to call it. <laughs> but I, I think I'm in the minority. I think most people don't mind being put at tables with strangers. And so they did group up all the solo travelers on shared tables. And so they did tell me that I, I, was, I was put on a shared table and then they were able to remove me. And put me on, especially since I was in the late season, late seating. So with cruises, you could pick like the six o'clock dinner or the eight o'clock dinner. And there's always way more flexibility if you choose the late dinner because it's the first one that's packed with families. And the late dinner is mostly just adults and not too many families and more open tables. So they were able to give me my own table, which I was appreciative of. Brought my book, brought my phone. I had plenty to do. And there's just like food coming. The servers talk to you. So I didn't feel like a loser. Like I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. Like I'm
0: fine yeah, dining out kind of normally. Yeah, like a little bit of both. Yeah. It's hard to tell ahead of time what that's going to feel like because it could go either way. Yeah. Um. Yep. I have a couple things I want to ask yeah. in the comments. First off, I bet you money the later showing of the big theatrical thing that you go to before or after dinner, depending on your situation. I bet you the later showing everyone's sleeping because they all go for that big ass meal <laughs> and then they go at later and sit in a theater with a whole bunch of family. They're probably all passed out. Right? Right. I wouldn't be able to survive that after the big yeah. dinner. Um, and then the this, this single versus sitting with strangers is hard for food. I think because like a lot of people like to have their privacy when they're eating specifically, yeah. not even just like all the time, sometimes as well, but like eating's a weird one to eat with strangers that you don't know. And then I think you mentioned when we talked about this while you're actually on the cruise, do they pair you with like, let's say it's a table of four. You have three other people, strangers. Are you stuck with them the rest of the ship, rest of the cruise? Yes. Every dinner. At the same table.
1: Same table. Same people.
0: That's tough too because um, what if they are not cool yeah you stuck with them the whole time okay so I, I, have, I, blame I have don't I have some to tea to,
1: to spill along those lines
0: so <laughs>
1: you know the best part of a solo trip whether it's at the parks or cruise is we people watch way more and we eavesdrop yes. way more so I was still <laughs> sat in a section of the restaurants where the solo share tables were I just had my own table. So oh, that's cool. So I, I, okay. I saw the other solos, and that's how I was like, oh, there's more than I thought. And so I was overhearing the solo table. One of the solo tables had two strangers, and then they put a couple in that table, which, I don't know. I, oh. I wouldn't like that either if I was the couple. How
0: did that happen? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: I'm not sure. So they obviously didn't make any special requests, so they got put at a four-top. And then the rest of the night, the couple was gone. So I think... They didn't want to sit with those two strangers. They
0: complained at the end. Yeah. <laughs> they like, dude.
1: And I overheard the other two people like jokingly saying like, oh my God, they hate us. They didn't like
0: us. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: They're like, where did this couple go? We never saw them again. So I overheard some of that. <laughs> um, I, overheard a, I overheard a lot of just like the getting to know each other and talking about stuff. So I was getting a little bit fomo when I would overhear some of that stuff, because you remember there are other Disney fans, so they're not just run-of-the-mill stranger at a dining table.
0: Yes. So there were moments yeah, where... they already have something in common.
1: Yeah. So it's not so bad. So what I would say is if someone's on the fence and you're going solo or in a pair, apparently they still put you in a table, then the shared thing is not so bad. Um, I, I would say I would still do solo again just because of what you said, Where I don't know who I'm going to end up with, and that risk isn't worth it for me.
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) and there's plenty of other ways to socialize on the ship other than dinner time, and then.
0: I wish they almost had like a solo event before, so you can find people you like, and then they let you pair up or something. But that doesn't—that would be so hard for planning. So I don't think they could do that. Or if they like shuffled people,
2: yeah, like make it more networking. I do like the
0: idea of being able to like invite people to my table versus... Yeah.
1: And then sad. when I'm when I'm with someone I don't know, whether it's like a business dinner or a, a date or someone's friend that they brought, I, I have a hard time eating because I'm just like talking. And I also yep, don't want to look me messy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, there's so many things. Yeah. And
0: then you realize that they're done with their meal, which means that I've been talking way too much because <laughs> exactly. I have my whole plate full still.
1: <laughs> yep. And uh, so anyways... There is the icing on the cake that made my solo dining experience phenomenal was the stars align. And in the strangest coincidence, I happened to be assigned this waiter named Raphael that I had when I went with my family on the Disney Wonder out of San Diego. (laughs) A whole other ship, a whole other coast. And he was now assigned to this one and of all places assigned to my table. So he saw me and I saw him and both of our mouths opened. He remembered me. I remembered him. And he was what? like, he,
0: remembered, he you? remembered
1: me. Yeah. He was like, I know you, blah, blah, Amazing. blah. And he was like talking about my family. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took a picture and I sent it to my mom. I was like, oh my God, that guy is here who forced dad to eat his vegetables. Like we really loved that waiter. <laughs> he like made our time special on the Disney Wonder. So to have him again, it felt like somebody I knew. time cafe. Yeah, <laughs> eat your vegetables. It felt um, it felt familiar. I don't know. It was just really sweet, and so yeah. he already knew me. And he there was no judgment at all that I was by myself. Number one, and that I was by myself at a table. He was totally fine with it. He made sure he took off the other three plates right away, and I never saw them again every night. So I never felt like this weird Aww. person at a four top. Okay. Um, so thoughtful yeah he's so great rafael love him he uh the reason why he's on that ship is he has a girlfriend that also works in the she works in like the uh teen clubs where they have like guitar hero and video games and i got to meet her on the disney wonder and so she got assigned here he requested to follow her how romantic can that be yeah uh that's rafael from portugal shout out to him Uh, But yeah, so solo traveling wasn't so bad. Dinner was what I was most concerned with, and I figured it out, and it was all all good. Now, what else happens on the cruise? So this was a Marvel Day at Sea cruise, which means one of the days was themed to Marvel. And I've already been on a Marvel cruise, and I didn't book this specifically because it was one. It just happened to be. So I thought, all right, I won't feel pressured to do everything because I've already done it. Little did I know they've already updated the program and it's already (sighs) like 10,000 times more activities than they had (laughs) on the Disney magic, which was even a smaller ship. This is a larger ship. So I guess it was successful. The previous one. So um, they started it up this year, Marvel day at sea. And there was all the things I liked most of them were still there, particularly my favorite, which I want you to see so badly is the, I want you to see so bad, is the Captain America USO tour where you go into the main lounge bar and they they time travel you back to the old days of like the World War and the soldiers and all the stuff. But they have the red, white, and blue dancers and Captain America comes out and they sing all these old, old time songs. And it's just so fun. And I'm so glad they kept that. I was looking forward to it. Uh, I was almost skip i was almost going to skip dinner just to watch it back to back because they had two in a row (laughs)
2: because it
1: was that good but i was like now i gotta eat
2: that's cute so um
1: yeah so they still had that and then they had new stuff so the big deck show at the end which is equivalent to like the pirate show but maybe up a level not up a level they had like every marvel character i could think of come out fighting stunts uh fireworks pyrotechnics and wire flying. So Captain Marvel was flying across the ship. Spider-Man was webbing across the ship and then hanging downwards, upside down. And then you had Doctor Strange floating across. It was just mind-blowing. Like, it was already good the last time that I was surprised they put more budget into it and they took it up a notch. It's just like, these were as if superheroes were real. Like, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, was floating but she wasn't just floating like on a zip line. She was doing it in character. Like she, she would do it slowly and put her arms up and all that stuff.
2: Oh, so it was cool.
1: just yeah, jaw dropping. Like everybody was very pleased and screaming and cheering. It was so good, um, and I don't know. I just, I just loved it. And the towel. The towel baby that I got in the room that night was a Thor hammer. So the towel was shaped as a Thor hammer.
0: Oh, that one was cool. I saw yeah, that. Yeah,
1: very cool. There was a
0: scary towel baby that you had. though, gosh. I couldn't figure out what it was. There
1: was a real one, a really weird one. It
0: it was like had a cloak on it or something.
1: Yeah. It was creepy. I, I think I put that up on Instagram to get people to tell me what they think it is. <laughs> uh, most people said it's a penguin. It was like a penguin, but it looked really weird.
0: Oh, because it had the black on the outside and a white. Yeah, and on this little belly, like kind of, right? beak
1: thing. It was very creepy. There was also this creepy on Pirates Night. It was like this octopus thing and that scared me. Like I I, y- I yelped when mm-hmm. I walked in the door because I wasn't expecting it to be so big and laid out like with tentacles. <laughs> so that was weird. Um but yeah, so Marvel Day was great. The trivia was so fun. There was so much trivia. There were characters everywhere so not just the deck show they had the ones you could sign up for to meet them which um i couldn't do because i booked this trip last minute they were all filled up Mm. and it didn't really matter because they were everywhere in addition to that so there was one night where on marvel day at sea they just all (laughs) converged in the atrium lobby and it was just pandemonium uh, I got some video, I gotta post it this week. It was just pandemonium. It was like you would turn and you would see Spider Man. You would turn and you see Captain Marvel. And then you would see Miss Marvel. And then you would see freaking Thor and Loki up on the balcony. There was just like so much going on. It was very fun, but also stressful. <laughs> And then I was running after Shang-Chi. It was like Avengers
0: campus. <laughs> it was like
1: Avengers campus. And I saw Shang-Chi and I was like, "Oh, that's a cool one." I was chasing at me, was not listening to me. So I felt like such a loser. And then he finally turned around and he was like, "Hey." It was in character. But yeah, so if you're a Marvel yeah. fan, comic book fan is is just really 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 cool. And then the dinner is themed. It's not as themed as like the Marvel restaurant we went to on Disney Wish, but it's themed to Marvel. So like the menu looks like a comic book and all the food is like themed to different places like Wakanda and all that. So um, yeah, that was great. Was not expecting
0: it. Do they have dinner shows? What's that? Like the, do they have dinner, like shows during dinner like they did on the Wish?
1: Let's talk about that. So each ship, Each ship class. So right now there's three ship classes. There's the magic and wonder, the smaller ones, the dream and fantasy, medium size, and now the wish and treasure, mega size. And I kind of forget how they all work. So on this one, you had three dining rooms to rotate, uh, which was the Enchanted Garden, Royal Palace, and Animator's Palette. (laughs) animator's palette is the one that usually has oh you haven't been on that one either it usually lets you draw something on your placemat and then it comes to life
0: I Oh, i heard about yeah. that it sounds so cool. it's so
1: fun so i was like looking forward to it it was like i was assigned to it on the final night uh but apparently that dining room has two shows that it can do one is that one and the other one is like turtle talk with crush so it was that one. Oh. So I got that one. I was disappointed because <laughs> I was ready to do my, draw my stick figure. But little did I know, Raphael set me up. So I, he, he was being suspicious. About, he wanted me to sit in a specific spot because I moved my stuff on the dining table to sit with my back to the wall. And he's like, no, sit here. I put you here for a reason. So toward the end, like dessert Crush came to my sea window and talked to me for like two minutes.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: and all the solo travelers at the table next to me, they're all looking at me. And this one lady was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so jealous. So they were so jealous. They were like, that was so cute. And I was like, honestly, like that made my night. And it was the last night. And hey, I wasn't expecting Raphael it. Raphael
0: is amazing. He's amazing.
1: And you know how we don't normally get picked for these things that are meant for like the younger kids? Yes. Uh, so I was just so happy. It's live. So he was talking to me just like Turtle Talk with the Crush, except he swims table to table, which is it is still pretty cool. I just really like the animator thing. But this is just as cool. And he talked to me. We talked so about cute. Brooklyn. We talked about Coney Island and surfing and my massage on Castaway <laughs> Key. Like we were jammed talking it up. And it was so cute. So that was Turtle Talk with Crush.
0: Does everybody hear your guys' conversation?
1: Um, Everyone who is probably within like a six-table radius. Yeah, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was fun. That was the show for that room. Now, the other two dining rooms didn't have shows. They were just really beautifully themed dining rooms. uh, But I forgot that they weren't all like that. So in fact, I was talking. Yes, I did socialize with strangers. I was talking to... um, (gasps) Other adults who were at one of the mixology class tastings that I went to. And they were saying that they did not like the frozen dining experience on the Disney Wish. They said, it was too loud. Couldn't hear each other talking. And I'm like, well, it's a show. It's a dinner show. Who cares?
0: It's Disney. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You have the whole day to talk to your family. (laughs)
0: Relax. Yeah, go to your cabin and decompress. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, they did mention that they weren't super close to the center stage. so I don't know if that makes a difference. We were like right next to it. So we had a good spot when you and I were on the Disney wish. Uh, but yeah, so it turns out de- depending on the ship classes, some, some don't have full on live dinner shows, which I kind of didn't know going in. It was fine. Again, it was just, it was still a nice dinner, but I did forget about that. I was like, Oh, I wouldn't have minded like a live musician. Um, playing along but they had plenty of live music all over the ship and uh somewhere it was hit or miss, I'll say hit or miss there is this violinist <laughs> yeah. and this time since i was by myself and i've already done most of the activities i favorited a lot of the live music things so i can just hang out maybe re- take some recordings and they're usually in the adult areas in the lounges so it's a nice place to hang out uh, there was this violinist who i hope she doesn't listen but she was just not good <laughs> And violin, when it's off-key, it hurts your ears. It's, like, cringe. (laughs) And she was also... She didn't know her audience, so she kept saying... Like, she was almost proud of not playing Disney songs because she thought that's what we wanted as adults in the adult area. And we're like, no, girl. We still want Disney music. (laughs) So she would play, like yacht rock which i also like but that's not what i'm there for i'll go i can go on royal caribbean if i want to hear that (laughs) so uh yeah so she was yeah i was i was not happy about that whatever maybe someone else will get feedback i didn't mark her a low score on the (laughs) feedback card you know i don't want to be rude but you know maybe someone liked her but on that note there are some really good live musicians there's this one guy he did only acoustic sets And he would do a perfect mix of like pop mainstream and Disney. So it was a perfect amount. And he would sometimes play by the adult pool or he would play in the champagne lounge. And I would follow him along to those places because he's really good. And he had played a cover of Creep by Radiohead in a acoustic, upbeat but also relaxing lounge version to the point where I was like, I know this song, but what is it? I was like, wait. (laughs) And then I was like... I love when that happens. Yeah. So I I ran up to him and I was like, are you playing Radiohead right now? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh um, rocket Wait, ra- creep
0: is on Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yep,
1: Rocket Raccoon plays yeah. it. Do you remember the very beginning? It's kind of depressing because he's like walking around.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yep. And yep. it's the
1: creep 100%. song. So I was like, oh my god! I thought you were just playing a cool throwback pop song, but you also were still doing it within the Disney verse. That's great. Love. That's him. the
0: perfect like uh, way to hit both of them. Yep. Right? And it was a I Marvel was cruise, too. When you're saying, yeah, when you're saying earlier how um. Like people don't want to hear that; they want to hear Disney music. I started thinking about all the partners that are there that aren't Disney people, like of the all Disney right, holic, yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend, husband yeah. or wife or whatever. Like they're probably like, "Oh my god, I just would kill to just hear like a Radiohead song right now." Right? <laughs> so they're, they're probably like, yeah. like that vinyl, violinist.
1: <laughs> they're like surprised. It's still Disney, technically Disney. <laughs> we tricked Ha-ha, you.
0: Technically Disney. That's right.
1: So yeah, so the live music was good. There were plenty of other acts that performed at different places, but I thought they were for the most part good, a little bit hit or miss, particularly the violinists, but you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You know what? Jennifer Hudson right. started by being an entertainer on the Disney Cruise, and she went on to become the godmother of this ship. So you got to start. I was going to
0: ask you about that. So Jennifer Hudson is the what godmother the
1: godmother so every disney cruise ship has a godmother who breaks the champagne bottle on the ship when it first sails which is something you normally do i guess with yachts and boats um but they selected her because she
0: title for that godmother
1: yep Uh, mariah carey is the godmother of the fantasy so there's a couple others out there Oh, of
0: course how perfect
1: how perfect Uh, What else can I tell you about this cruise? So, yeah, the music was good. The adult areas were good. I spent a lot of time in the champagne bar, which is called Pink, and it's themed after the pink elephant scene in Dumbo with champagne. And, like, bubbles. It's so cute. And they have whimsical drinks. So I got this, like, champagne that had a popsicle inside, and it was so good. It was a rosé popsicle with, like, a fruit fruit punch. Now, rosé champagne with a fruit punch popsicle. And it was just, like, that perfect like childlike adult whimsical drink loved it um bartender's great the mixology class i went to i would say it was a meh um it was more like a seminar and it felt like a seminar So I was kind of over it After like 15 minutes in But it was fun Because it was all adults And you know People were getting tipsy Halfway through And then that's when people Started talking to strangers More often <laughs> uh, So it wasn't bad yeah. I would say um, I would maybe do it again With somebody uh, But it was what it was. it was exactly what you expected You go in They teach you how to make A couple of drinks You drink it And then that's it And it's, it does nice. come As an extra fee So you have to reserve it And then pay in advance uh, Cove Cafe. This was my second favorite hangout. It is the adults-only coffee shop. So it's just like a really nice... I'd say it's better than a Starbucks. It feels real fancy. That uh, still has that Art Deco feel to it. Even on the Disney Wish, on all the ships, they kept that one. Feeling like a captain's area is really nice. Uh, you can also get drinks in there. So that's a hot tip that I want to tell our listeners is the Cove Cafe has a stamp card. So for every five... Uh, coffees you get, you get a 6-1 free. And I learned a couple of things.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: From other Disney friends. So our friend of the show, Nick, he wasn't on the ship, but he was telling me, save your stamp card because it's most likely you won't reach 5 on the, on the itinerary, but you could bring it back and continue using it. So just don't lose it. Like, keep it with your uh lanyards or whatever you normally bring on disney cruise throw it in your fish extender pocket that you're probably going to bring but you want to keep that so i'm going to make sure i keep mine because i haven't been doing that i could have had free drinks by now but the other tip is you can it's also a full bar in there so you can order like an espresso martini and get the coffee stamp for it so there you go uh so that was okay
0: yeah that's the trick yeah (laughs) and oh because especially if you're only on the thing for five days you might only have one coffee per day but if you have more drinks there you'll get through them quick yeah Smart. there you go because
1: I, I didn't hit it I got I got five on my last day so I have I'm entitled to a free one but I didn't need it yet so I'm going to bring it back um, but I wanted to tell you I know something that you liked about the concierge lounge when we were concierge on mm-hmm. Disney Wish was being able to sort of escape to the lounge and just have like a break and like yes. quiet time basically the Cove Cafe was that for me on this ship ah. and it felt like it like it felt ritzy it felt glam and it was adults only and it was in a quiet area and people just came and went you know it was pretty low-key so again i gotta say the value of concierge as much as i love the bouginess of it i will say my final assessment is that it's not necessary
2: Right. It's not necessary.
1: Right. And to give you context of the value, you can more or less get two or three state rooms for the price of one concierge room. Oh, my God. So that's like, do you want a bougie trip for just like two to four people? Or do you want a, a regular but still amazing trip with three rooms full of, full of family and friends? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's, it's different. depends on what you're looking for and, you know, how much,
0: so much. your
1: budget is for travel. Uh, so really, yeah, I guess my final assessment on that is that it's it's great if you want the bougie but it's not necessary to feel fancy, feel VIP, or to have these areas that feel exclusive. There's plenty of those yeah. without concierge. Even those lounges you can hang out in, there's not really many people at any one time. So...
0: That's nice, especially if you said the Cove Cafe is adults only, right? Yeah,
1: and it's next to the adult pool. It's below the spa, so that's like an area where there's not that much traffic traffic for kids
0: yeah, I bet they had that on the wish also but we never needed it because we were always going to concierge lounge. exactly plus, plus the concierge lounge was like literally across the yeah. w- hallway from our, <laughs> our room.
1: Yeah. but you're exactly right I remember when we went to the cove cafe on day one on the wish and we were touring I thought I was going to be spending time in there and I didn't even go in there one more time because we had the concierge. Yeah. So again, more reason. You don't have to splurge. You can just get a nice room and you'll have a wonderful time on a ship like on a Disney ship. Um, we did talk about at the top of this show, kids in the adult areas. Now, me. yes, I will say it was not. no. There were no cast members enforcing it. And I only saw it be a problem on day one. So I think it's okay. because people aren't familiar yet with the areas. You know how it takes like a couple days to get your bearings on the ship? So I think people just are wanted to see. clearly it. marked? They're very clearly marked. But there's something <laughs> about day one where everyone just wants to see everything. So I was like.
0: Yeah, true. I was trying to. Like we to, went into the kids only area, right? Yeah. We, had, we got that tour day. There you so go. Open house day.
1: So I was trying to like not be high maintenance and be like, okay, that's fine. And then I noticed for the rest of the days, it wasn't as prevalent. Every now and then there'd be like a kid running around, but I would notice it for a couple of minutes and they'd be gone. So I think th- there are times where you have to walk through the adult area to get from point A to point B. So I think there are some times mm-hmm. where the families just did that and didn't realize they're going there. But yeah, there's tons of signage yeah. everywhere. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't as huge a deal. The Cove Cafe, it was... Like I said, there those areas aren't even attractive or fun to kids. It's boring, so I think that helps with it. Like they don't want to sit in a coffee shop. Uh, so yeah. So if that's something that people are worried about, as adult areas, while it's not enforced, it seems like it's self-enforced, self-imposed. People people yeah, follow the rules true. pretty closely, which is nice. Which is always nice about. And I think Disney most clubs. of us
0: are probably similar to me, where. I don't care if a kid is around, it's just when they are, when there's a bunch of kids and they're all screaming, that's when it's like, oh man, I just need some quiet for a minute. Or, um, if there's like a pool or a playground or something like that, sometimes it's too chaotic for me, but if they're just like there with their parents, sometimes it's fine for a little, you know, like I don't care if they're there, but.
1: Like not disruptive type of thing. Yes, Um, like
0: when there's chill.
1: Okay, now I'm going to go through just a bunch of other random thoughts that I jotted down that I had to tell you and our listeners about. Uh, okay. So first of all, the burgers, the hamburgers on the ship are so good. I don't think I had one on our last cruise. And I, I was surprised. They're cooked fresh and you can get them most of the day on like the top deck and also on Castaway Key. And I was just really impressed. So I was eating a lot of burgers. Uh, again, something we didn't do enough of because we're normally in the stupid concierge lounge. I'm almost thinking now I don't even like concierge. Stupid
0: concierge. I'm like wow. now
1: convincing myself. Wow, how the tables awful. have turned. Because <laughs> yeah. there's just so much to do that I didn't realize I was missing on those concierge trips. Uh, so, yeah, there's so much food. You don't need to go into these fancy lounges. So, there's burgers, just eating a lot of those. Another tip, bring your own plastic straws because they give you those annoying cardboard straws everywhere including the iced coffee and they melt they they wither away in like 5 seconds. And you know, you Just have to, to pick and that. choose your battles. I'm someone who is not supporting the tortoises and I don't care if they get plastic straws in their nose. Wow, I'm okay. sorry about it. But <laughs> on I record. I don't think Mike TV no longer using plastic straws is going to save the world. So that's where I land on that. <laughs>
0: Just, that's what—that's like, the problem, Mike, is if everybody feels like I'm Mike TV, and it's not going to be a problem. I, but let me tell you, I have a tip <laughs> that this relates to Disneyland, though. So taking it back to Disneyland parks. At Disneyland, Earl of Sandwich has those eco-friendly straws that act just like plastic straws, but they aren't. They're like yes. happy for the tortoises. Those are the good ones. If Disney yeah. could just get those then it would be fine. But they're cheap and they get the paper straws. But if you ever go to Disneyland, go grab like a handful. They're just out on the counter. Sorry, yeah. Earl, a sandwich. I'm promoting people stealing from you. But go get a sandwich and then grab a handful of straws and keep them in your bag.
1: You're totally right. I was wondering why they didn't have – and I've seen so many good ones now, like bamboo ones. I've seen that some that are like made of like food, edible food product that has no flavor so it just melts. Uh, but yeah, these ones are those real nasty paper ones. Not good. I was not happy about that. <laughs> okay, another one. This is speaking of adults only and our Disney show being for adult listeners. There were so many dilfs on this ship.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: That my eyes <laughs> were
0: eye candy.
2: Yeah, my eyes
1: were just wandering. Put my sunglasses on because I don't want to get caught <laughs> staring. But there's a lot of hot dads on this ship. So dilfs of Disney there Cruises. Is needs to be its own instagram account. Uh, because there's a lot. Yeah, I was just like, okay, okay, young families here with your hot dads. Um, really nice. Really nice. Nice eye candy again, especially if you're by yourself and That's you're just great people thing watching.
0: For, yeah, solo trip, right? People watching hot <laughs> yeah. dads. So people you watch see like 20 dads. times more when you're by yourself.
1: <laughs> totally exactly that. Um, and then, you know, sometimes when you're really eavesdropping, there's the ultimate dilf which is a hot dad that's, like, super sweet and into Disney. yeah, And, like, like live doing it up for the kids. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Why? Okay, so I don't want kids. I have no interest in having a kid. But seeing a dad act that way towards a child is the most attractive thing on the planet. It is. I don't even want kids. <laughs> it is just, like, the care and empathy and compassion that comes out of people with their children sometimes is so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Oh. It's so sweet. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh, other miscellaneous things. Castaway Key. We spent a day there. Gorgeous. It was a gorgeous day to the point where the captain has got on the speaker and said, I'm not just saying this, but this was the most beautiful day we've had in months. Because there, I've heard rumors Ooh, of some okay. that r- recently had to turn around because of hurricane weather or whatever. Oh, my God.
0: Have, so. Okay, so it's January when you went. What was the weather like?
1: I would say it was like... High seventies, warm but with a nice breeze. That's perfect. Yeah, it was it was perfect. That's awesome. Um, like I didn't feel the sun beating down on me. Um, the only downside to some of these nice weather days is the water could feel colder. Do you remember that when we were there too? It felt pretty cold. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you just gotta like. Hype yourself up, jump in, and then after five minutes, it doesn't feel cold at all, and it feels refreshing. Uh, But that's just ocean life. I don't know. Disney can't control that. Whatever. Um, But yeah, it was beautiful. I had a massage. Contrary to popular belief. Contrary to popular belief. They don't control the sky. Uh, I had a massage in one of the cabanas that you can book in advance on the app. Um, so you get an hour in the cabana with the uh, massage therapist, and then they customize a massage for you. That was really nice. They opened the doors to Serenity Bay, so you see the ocean and the trees. Gorgeous. I felt Ooh. like I was in a magazine. It was beautiful. Uh, oh my
0: gosh! So you know spas will have like the fake sounds, something yes. of the ocean, but now it's real. <laughs> now it's
1: real. Uh, so she was nice. She see was really candles. great they should they should Maybe. sell actually i'm surprised there aren't disney official versions of these fan made candles like castaway key smell yeah, or something like that cruise
0: cruise scent or whatever yeah we yeah, should
1: yeah uh, so castaway key was great um, my best laid plan so i thought okay solo cruise a ship i've been on before and a theme that i've done before marvel I thought, oh, I'll be able to do all the things that aren't the big events. Didn't do most of them. (laughs) There's still (laughs) so much to do. Like, I don't know how it is on cruise ships. The time just flies. I'll be like, oh, I have an hour to relax. And then I look and I'm already like, oh, five minutes to the trivia. And I got to like run there or decide if I'm not going to go. So the one thing I was hoping to do was play the detective agency game. And this is something you would die for. So on Disney Fantasy Ugh. and Disney Dream, just on the Dream class, they have this interactive game throughout the ship. It's like, I would say it's a hybrid of escape room puzzles combined with like the Pirates layer puzzles or whatever they have at Magic Kingdom. Bring it on! Yeah. And everything Cute. is so well um, hidden within the ship. So the average person would walk by... A hall of portraits and just think that's what they are. But if you're playing the game, they'll actually like oh, transform. And um, the fun part is the detective agency is hosted by none other than the Muppets. So, yeah, so they, like, pop out of these pictures that you think is just, like, a drawing of Alice in Wonderland concept art. And then, like, Kermit pops out. You're like, oh, shoot, this is a digital (laughs) photo. And then he starts interacting (laughs) with you. And you got to do some things. Uh, So I saw some people doing it. I kept putting it off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this on day three, day four. And then never did it. And there's multiple games, too. So even if you do one, you could do another mission. So Fail. I didn't do any of them. But, you know, if you and I ever go on the Dreamer Fantasy now, we have something to do together. Um, I mean,
0: you have so many cruises to catch up to to get that (laughs) Pearl status. We should probably go tomorrow. We should
1: go tomorrow and play the detective agency game. Um, So, yeah, I didn't get to that. just kidding. But I did get to most of the trivias that I wanted and the fun games that we all love, like Meet Your Match. Because, you know, it's different depending on who the cruisers are and which contestants they bring up. Yes. It's always fun. It's always unique. It's a good time. Uh, this one, they had three couples on Meet Your Match, and one of them was a gay couple, which is always fun to see, just like diversity and like someone you could relate to, yes, and everyone please. has a couple they could relate to. So that was funny and um, really fun night. That was the first night. I was surprised they did it on the first night because nobody knew each other yet, and we were thrown into hearing about people's sex <laughs> lives on stage yeah. so it was it was fun and then
0: that's funny a
1: couple more things about leaving the ship so um, at the end of each cruise like around 10 o'clock at night the night before disembarkation they have this see you real soon goodbye thing in the atrium and I was almost going to skip it and I'm so glad I did not it was so I'm gonna cry
2: <laughs> it just Aww.
1: It's so moving. You know, there's something about all a, a combination of factors. One, a whole group of people, like, clapping and cheering together and singing together. That that automatically, like, puts you into this human moment. And then you have all the Disney characters. And then you have, like, the cruise director saying, you know, it was so great to have you. You know, we hope you enjoy this final night. And they go through all the things you did. Then you say goodbye to all the characters. And you just can't help it. Like, your eyes start watering. It's bittersweet because you're like, okay, the cruise is over, but I had so much fun. Uh, So I did that. So don't skip that. It's always worth it. It's a bit crowded, but it's worth it. And it's pretty short. It's like 15 minutes. Um, And it's a fun way to like cap off the end of your cruise. And then on the next morning, I opted into what's called Express Walk-Off. So if anybody's looking for how to plan your Disney cruise, you have the option to walk off the ship. Before everybody else, so around the same time as the concierge people, here I go again where you don't have to pay extra for priority. So if you're okay with carrying your suitcase or baggage and not having somebody at the port bring it off the ship, you can go off like as soon as like 7.30. I think I was at the airport by like 7.45 for a 10.30 flight. And uh, yeah, you walk right off. So in order for that to work, you need to bring... Like, don't go crazy. Bring one roller bag and maybe a backpack. And there's no problem taking the elevator down at like 6.45 a.m. Nobody's on the elevator. Once you get to like 8 a.m., the staircases and elevators are just packed with people that are going off to get their suitcase. So I highly recommend it. If you don't have too much baggage, opt into the express walk-off. It also means you don't have to pack and put your suitcase out the night before. So you have all your stuff with you until you leave.
0: That's kind of nice, too. Really nice, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, And don't forget, I I always forget this, to take your magnets and decorations off. Because it's outside, so it's like the last thing you forget to pack. So I was like frantically doing that at 6 in the morning. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) My magnets and the fish extenders and all that. Uh, But yeah, I I thought that was good. And just yet another example of having a VIP-type experience without splurging on concierge. It's
0: great. Yeah. awesome yeah that's cool i didn't realize that there was any option for anybody to just join like that yeah really cool yeah
1: so that was my my disney dream cruise solo trip five out of five it was nice i haven't
0: felt like i need to go on a cruise as bad until this very moment because <laughs> i feel like i just got off one with you but there i'm you already are. like oh my god
1: it's so—it's just so relaxing and to have everything at your fingertips. You know, I'm so lazy. It's like the perfect thing for a lazy person who still wants all the entertainment and food at all times. It's just
0: like, it is nice. It's like, perfect. I love that everything is in one spot and you can pick and choose. It's not just like there's only one thing going on all the time. Like that wouldn't be as yeah. fun either. You can have a bunch of different options all the time and it's so right mean. outside your door.
1: And there's that thing called the two-foot rule that i like to say at work all the time which is you have two feet so if you're in an activity and you don't like oh. it just leave nobody cares you can walk out you're like oh, i don't want to do this drawing class anymore oh, i'm gonna leave um okay so that means now i'm a castaway gold and i've been on all the ships that are currently in operation not the disney treasure and i've now been on the dream twice so i thought this is the perfect time for me to check in and say which ship is the best and yeah. with that, I think there's going to be not one ship. Womp, womp, womp. I think they each... know. No. And this is how smart they there's are, right? only five. The fact that they have these three classes, five ships, each class is really meant to feel different. So this one had its own vibe to it. I was missing the live dinner shows. That was one thing yeah. I noticed was missing. But it had other things like... I felt like there was more live music. I felt like the lounge the bar lounges were just really great. So there was other stuff that I don't know what what um, what you lose on the other ships. But if you go on the smaller ship, the magic and the wonder class, those had live dinner shows. So that's why I was surprised. So that one had like the Tiana's Bayou. Oh and it was one of my favorite because they had like the jazz and New Orleans music playing on the Disney I think that was the Disney Wonder one of those. Um, So yeah, each ship is different. Each spa is different. The dream and fantasy spa, which I spent a lot of time in the senses spa is uh, second to none. So this particular the dream class has these two hot tubs that are extended off the edge of the ship and open air. So it is so fun. I didn't get in the hot tub because you know me, I'm weird about hot tub. But I just, I hung out on that platform because there's really nobody there. It's, again, it's adults only spa. Um, so that's like something you don't have on the other ship. So when we were on the, the biggest, baddest ship, right? The coolest ship, the Disney Wish. I was disappointed with the spa. It was all built interior. So you had no views of the ocean, which to me is like uh. the whole catch is like, Oh wow! I'm taking a shower and I were could see. Were there no other the ones ocean.
0: anywhere? Because Nicole and I spent quite the amount of time in the hot tub, but in the concierge lounge. I don't, and that was at the front of the ship, outdoors, open air. Yeah, right there, you see the whole ocean. It was so nice. We spent so much. I think it we're like two hours. We sat in the hot tub. Nice.
1: Well, that's a good point. So you could find your alternative. So if that's something you want and you don't care about like the rainforest room spa itself, the Disney Dream did have. Plenty of hot tubs outside in the family area, in the adult area. And I, I would assume in the concierge area, I did not have access to that or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so I think it just depends. Like if you want more of like a theme park at sea, I would say go on the Disney Wish and potentially the Treasure. I think that's what they're trying to do with that class. The Dream and Fantasy feels like a classic romantic not in the love sense, but romantic in terms of, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a love letter to cruise ships of the heydays. Like, it feels like those okay. golden era cruise ships. It's just lavish. The Art Deco, yada, yada. And then the magic and wonder uh, feel more like um, maybe Disneyland, even because of the size of it. I was say, do
0: they feel more Disney? <laughs> yeah. It, it feels, almost uh... reminds me of, um, like, the all-star hotels at That's a shame thing, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't say it feels... bad. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't say it feels... um, I wouldn't say the quality dips. It's mainly the size and the offerings. So what I like about the smaller ships, the magic and wonder, you run into the same people more often, especially the activities people, and everything's closer. You could zip around from one area to the other pretty quickly. Um, and a lot of people love that. I hear a lot of Disney Cruise fans who prefer the smaller ships for all those reasons. And I think it's just like the way yeah. sometimes we like Disneyland versus overwhelming Disney World, which can feel like yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's not any one ship. I can't really give an answer. You'd probably want to do it by ship class. And there's three currently. And, you know, you if and I... If
0: Disney were to sponsor our podcast and say you can go on any of the Disney ships currently running... Which one would you pick? <laughs> Only one time. Five day cruise.
1: Oof. Oh, that's hard. I might pick um the Disney Wonder. Whichever one had the Tiana's Bayou restaurant. That was it was just so magical and Aww. it was just top notch entertainment i can't remember which is which the one of them the wonder or the magic has a tangled uh show and then the other one has the princess and the frog and they're both really really good and i did like that the things were a little bit closer to each other so i'm kind of leaning toward that small ship vibe to be to be honest and i'm surprised that i'm saying that
0: Me too. I like to like <laughs> live in large
1: and lavish, but they just do it they do it right. I I guess it boils down to like that that Disneyland charm and intimacy versus yeah. like Disney World. Uh, but yeah, I guess the answer is they're all good and you and I need to book a cruise ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. OMG. So yeah. this was a fun episode. Yeah. We die. we dove in, dived in. We dove into the Disney Dream ship, all it has to offer and what it's like to cruise solo. Talked a little bit about the pros and cons. And then some of the fan things that are going on, like funny things like the Twink and the Redhead Instagram and showing up in Rolling Stone as Disney swingers. A lot of fun stuff happening in the fan community right so
0: now. Thank Well, thank you all for listening. And we hope you enjoyed episode 173 of the Disney Disneyholics show.
1: Follow us on social media at the Disney Disneyholics.
0: if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a DM on Instagram or contact us at thedisneyholics.com. Okay, bye! Okay, bye!